And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. to heaven. Father, thank you for the turnarounds. Thank you that you change things and you have power to change things. Thank you, Lord, that it's never too late with you because you're the God that can turn things around for us. We open ourselves today to receive a word from you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come and have your own free will and your own free way in our church. In the name of Jesus, we lift Jesus higher. We lift him higher for all the world to see. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, 
I will draw all men unto me. So we lift it high upon your throne. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we bless you. Amen. Clap for the Lord and take your seats. You may be seated on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. I was so blessed by the program, the singing, and also the play. Were you also blessed? Praise the Lord. If you're visiting us, welcome here to uh, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. We are so thrilled to spend time together this morning. Amen. That's just really the reason for our existence and for what life is all about. And we thank God that we can be part of it. Amen. This morning I want to preach a sermon called Turnaround Victory. The Turnaround Victory. That's why we sang this chorus that my God can turn it around. Amen. Tonight our service will start at 7 p.m. A little later because our power only goes on at 8 o'clock here. Although we have a generator that will run to 8 o'clock uh, from 7 to 8 and then we will go back to ESCOM. Amen. And tonight's service is going to be very nice. You have a long afternoon to spend with your family if you need to, but we're getting together because the missionaries will be preaching for us tonight. Yes, the missionaries and also the testimonies and the greetings from the branches that will take place tonight. And then after that, I believe some of our people leave straight for home in the night. Amen. So come and say goodbye and also to enjoy the last part of the service. Amen. Glory to God. It's a turnaround in Mark chapter 16 from verse 1. How many of you know that Easter is the turnaround? Resurrection Sunday is the turnaround because everything looked very gloomy and very dark the whole week before the Sunday. It looked like the devil was winning. Amen. It looked like the works of Judas, Iscariot, the priests, the Pharisees, and all the Jews who wanted to choose Caesar over Christ. It seems that they were winning this great battle. But it was this Sunday that we celebrate today that caused a turnaround. It caused a 180 degree turnaround. Hallelujah. All the traitors, the Judas, the Absaloms, the priests, the naysayers, the negative people, they were disappointed because of Sunday. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ rose from the grave 
He conquered even the final enemy or the greatest enemy of mankind called death. Death could not hold him. No, he conquered the grave. Hallelujah. And we serve a living God. Many religions have heroes and saviors that are dead. And they don't deny it. They can take you to the graves and show you that there is Muhammad is here. This Rasta guy is here. This Ayman is here. But as for us, when you go to Israel with me in 2025, you will also see the tomb that I saw when I came there to Jerusalem. It is written on the tomb, he is not here. He is risen. Hallelujah. So we have a relationship with the living God. We are not here because our God is dead. We are here because our God has risen. He's conquered death. Hallelujah. And we follow Him. Glory to God. We follow Him. He's alive. I heard one day uh, in one of the preachings that I was listening to, the pastor said, this woman was very sad because her husband died. And after many weeks and many months, she, still, she was still very sad. But this was a very strong pastor. He said, come here, come here. He said, you can't cry so much anymore. Give me your ring. He said, give me your ring. She said, my ring? He said, yes, give. Take off your ring. You are not tied to your husband anymore. Because he's dead now. You can't follow him anymore. Because he's dead now. You can only follow somebody that's alive. Amen? So we don't follow a dead Lord. We follow someone that is alive. Glory to God. He's risen from the grave. That's why we, we have this confidence that even though we die, yet we shall live. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. I tell you, he didn't play with death. He can call you from the grave. This mighty Savior. Hallelujah. And when he rose from the dead, if you read the books of Paul, the letters, he went down into hell. And he came and he spoiled principalities and powers. Hey, it was on a good day. The Bible says, if the princes of the world knew what the, the death of Jesus would cause, they would never have crucified the Lord. They have never he went into Yala and he blasted them all. Yeah, and he took the keys of, of, of the prison cells. He said, hey, let us Let us open the prison door. Let the prisoners out. Let the prisoners out. Hallelujah. He spoke powers and principalities, the Bible says. Spoke them all. He opened the gates. So you and I don't have to be captive anymore. We are free. Christ has made me free. I once was lost, but now I'm set free. Through the power of Jesus Christ. He let captivity free. And he let us out. Amen. 
and Satan don't like, didn't like this thing. He didn't like this thing that Jesus came there into his domain and blasted and kicked demons around. So he reacted. And he has, he has instilled his nature into many human beings today. So there are still traitors today. More Judases has arisen today. More Absaloms is alive today. More priests, religious people who want to kill the King of Glory. They are still around today. Although Jesus has risen, His delegates, His pastors, His pastor shepherds that are sent, they get the same treatment that Jesus got when He was on earth today. And people think they are doing God a favor to crucify the Lord of glory. Satan's reaction has poured out wickedness. I was counseling a pastor the other day and I could see the pastor is sad because the pastor's family has turned against her. I said, do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged because our Savior had to go through this. You see, you get back what you didn't give. You gave love, you gave care, you gave compassion. You know what you get back? You get evil for good. I said, be not dismayed. It is the way of Jesus Christ. That people will not receive you. And they will speak bad of you. You came to do them good. But this, the satanic nature has been cast over, has been transferred into many human beings. So they come and fight. If they fought the king, <laughs> a servant is never greater than his master. I'm, I'm preaching about the resurrection Sunday and, and just before that was evil evil betrayal death I mean one of his own kissed him on the cheek hmm Pastor Charlie something that I think you'll find interesting is that the, the, the reaction of betrayers is very similar to today. Judas ran to the enemies of Jesus. And he made friends with his enemies. In this loyalty that I have seen in my life, once a person that was first part of my system, of our system, of our church, of our fellowship, of our brotherly love, once through rebellion and stubbornness he leaves he suddenly goes to the enemy's camp I, I found it strange until I recognized that it's only the spirit of Judas he comes now to the people who hated Jesus that wanted to kill him that wanted to see him go down that wanted to shut him up and now he becomes friends with them and says hey we, I, I know him. I was, I was from the inside. 
You people only want to just quiet him down and keep him still. But me, I was with him. I know him. I can make a deal with you. Give me 30 pieces of silver and I will sell him out to you. So I find it so peculiar that I saw the same things in my ministry. People that I've nurtured and gone, once they, are, once they have rebelled, they run to the enemies. And they say, I can tell you something about him. I can tell you where he prays. I can tell you where to find him. I can tell you where to arrest him. I can show you who he is by the kiss I give on his cheek. And all of you listening to me today, you must listen carefully. Like my president said, listen properly. <laughs> listen properly. You see, the spirit of Judas and the spirit of those who wanted to stop Christ is alive today. Pray that it doesn't come into your heart. Pray that it escapes you. But for those who run with the message of Jesus, I also tell you, you cannot escape some of the wickedness that my Savior experienced. No. When you want to have a small ministry, you might escape it. But if you want to do great things for God, if you want to do more for God, then you will have extreme attacks in the realm of evil. But don't be afraid. Jesus has overcome. And you will also overcome. Having done all to stand, stand you therefore. Stand. Gird your belts. Gird your belts. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sunday was the day of great victory. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hmm. I want to tell you something that uh, when I was a young boy, I used to watch a lot of Kung Fu movies. I'm going to read the word of God to you now. Just hang on. I first want to tell you about the Kung Fu. There's two things I like. I like Liverpool and I like Kung Fu movies. So if, if I'm not reading the Bible and I'm not spiritual, then those are the things I like to do. I like to do. But in this Kung Fu movie, the master was teaching his students the 39 arts of Shaolin. And then one of the students rebelled. No rebellion and disloyalty is, is in the movies. Every good movie has a spy. Somebody that you think is on the side of the hero, but is actually a crook. 
You don't know these movies. Every, even James Bond, there's always a spy. So the master taught them and then the student, he went to join the enemy's camp. And then he said, I know all the arts that the master has taught us. And I will defeat him because I am younger and I'm stronger than him. I'm speaking to rebellious people. You can be here or you can be a friend of someone that is asking you to say things that's coming from the inside. Listen and go take this message to your friend. And so the, the fight started. And the two of them fought and they had all the tricks. The different snake. You get snake. You get eagle. But suddenly, towards the end of this fight, the master took out the five palm hand technique. The five point palm technique. <laughs> and the student was on the floor. And the master had his foot on his neck. And he said, Master! You know, in the movies before they die, at least. They get the chance to say something. He said, Master, you taught me all the arts. What style is this? He said, I taught you 39 arts. But actually there's 40. And the last one, I kept for myself. So you could think I'm defeated. You could think you know everything I taught you. But there is a few things you don't know. And the day you come up against the servants of God, we place our foot on your neck. And you'll be surprised. There's another art you didn't learn. When the devil thought he had Jesus, he didn't know there was a, there was a skill he was never taught. It's the power to come out of death. The power to be resurrected. And he put his foot on his neck. That's why the Bible says, he's under your feet. Satan is under your feet. Now my victory is complete. I think there was an old song we used to sing in the church, Mauritia. Uh, it's under my feet, it's under my feet. Now my victory is complete. Something like that, isn't it? Don't know what the other words is. He's a punkster, he's a clump, charismatic, he's a How my victory is complete. That's when the devil is under your feet. You are victorious. The victory you will experience is because Jesus defeated Satan. And rebellious re, uh, attacks against the church, against the servants of God, 
to try to people who attack the church like Judas they want to stop Jesus they want to stop the church they hope, they hope this thing can close this thing can't close down are you, are you mad? are you mad? hy here sal ons nou so groot gebou bou om toe te maak sy is lekker Let me put it to you like this. You ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Okay, hold it. Sit down. I really have a good message for you today. I have a good message. I'm, I, I'm away at Easter. And then maybe you want to meet for the leftover pickle fish and the hot cross bun that's hard now you put in the microwave to soften it a bit I know you <laughs> that's why I don't want to take too long but I've got a good message I have a message from the Lord hallelujah And I don't know how Dr. Tibbs knew what I was preaching, but she said it's a turnaround. Are you Brenda? Is that Brenda Pipers? The Lord is going to bless you. Listen, hold it quickly, sit down. Let me preach. Let me preach. Let me preach. Mark chapter 16, verse 1. First, first, let's look to uh, Psalm 126, 126. You must all be fully aware that God can turn things around. Don't, don't, don't think what you have now is what it's always going to be. No. I'm so grateful to God for what God has done for me and for also what God has done for you. I, I, like, I like to hear good reports. I'm not afraid of bad reports. Because I know my God can turn it around. Yes, I'm not afraid. But when I hear good reports, my heart feels good because it's the purpose why God sent me to you. Amen. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. You're going to dream again. Sometimes the devil wants to kill your dreams and the devil tells you it's over. Pastor Chris has been sent by God to tell you it's not over until it's over. Hallelujah. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. You're going to laugh again. All your sadness will be turned into joy. Joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, when a marriage is always full of fighting and sadness and depression, the Holy Spirit, you see, there's, there's no fruit of the Spirit. The woman must laugh and the husband must laugh. You must make each other laugh and laugh for each other's mistakes. And <laughs> some ladies like to tease their husbands when, they, when their husband teaches them, they get angry. It's not correct. We, there must be laughter. Amen. 
and your tongue will be filled with singing. You know, it's natural when you go to pray that you just want to sing also. I, 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 I grew up in the Roman Catholic school and the nuns used to tell us when you sing, you pray twice. I thought it was so wonderful. You can pray, but when you sing it, you pray twice. Your tongue will be filled with singing. Then, then said they among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for them. The, the enemies, your enemies will have a discussion. The heathen. <laughs> so I think a heathen is a nice word. If you get angry at someone, don't use swear words, okay? Say you uncircumcised heathen. I shall give it what they Wait, man, where's that guy? Who's running ahead of me? I like this. They will talk about and say, the Lord has done great things for you. They will see you and say, wow, the Lord has done great things. The Lord is, he has, he has done great things. This morning when I came, I felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't even on the stage and I felt such anointing. I'm, I'm very sensitive to the anointing. The anointing is the presence of the Holy Spirit. So I can already tell all of you the Holy Spirit is here. Because I felt it. And maybe some other people are like me. They can easily feel the Holy Spirit is here. And he has done great things. Don't think about the bad things that happened in your life. Just think about the good things that God has done for you. Sunday is the resurrection day of good things. And things that were once dead in your life, God can raise it up again. Your love for God will be raised up again. The heathen will have meetings and say, Hey, O sal nog geheer dat hy kyk moet in mekaar val, maar het lyk jy. Het lyk jy het gaan week jy. Kijk, waar sit Oza nou hier by die vullis dromme? Maar hulle gaat net aan en aan. Lift your hands and say, He has done great Oh, He has done great things. Hallelujah. Jesus Bless your holy name. Sing it one more time. He has done great things.
126 verse 4. Psalm 126 verse 4. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Turn again our captivity. Now, in Mark chapter 16, the final chapter in the book of Mark, the gospel of St. Mark, you see the resurrection story. Amen. Verse 1 says, When the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. The woman was coming. The men were gone. Ladies, are you here? I think this day is important for ladies. We should actually have an Easter ladies conference. Because it was all about the ladies. That day. That faithful morning. Somebody told me uh, the church starts 6 o'clock this morning. And I said, here, but there's some fruit, young. I shall have no it, right? Cream with my men, son. But then I realized they want to, they want to stick to the patterns of the, of, the, of the passion play. And the Bible says, early in the morning. <laughs> The ladies went to the tomb. <laughs> and so I saw the church, and there were only three cars because I don't think the others could wake up after last night. When the Sabbath was passed, the Sabbath is a Saturday. Are you listening? For the Jewish people. And it starts, when I was in Israel, I, they told me now, the shops, like the Friday in the evening, I wanted to buy something. They said, no, the shops are already closed. I said, no, but it's only Friday. No, they said, when the sun goes down on a Friday, the Sabbath already starts. See? And then right through till the sun goes down again on the Saturday. So maybe from 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock the evening to 6 o'clock the next evening, Friday night into 6, that's the Sabbath. Then nothing can happen. So the shops were closed. They couldn't buy spices to anoint the body of Jesus. So they had to do it the Saturday night and come early on the Sunday morning. Are you with me? Mary Magdalene, the Asa Nama. Verse 2, quickly. Very early in the morning. Asa, Pastor Charlie. The first day of the week. That's why we have church on a Sunday. Do you all understand why we don't have church on a Saturday? We sometimes have church on a Saturday. We have prayer meetings. Nothing wrong to have church on a Saturday. But the reason why we make Sunday the big day is the day Jesus rose from the dead. It's the day of victory for us. Hallelujah. They came unto the sepulcher and at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone? Because ladies are not strong enough to roll stones away. Ladies are strong in their mouths. That's the only place they are really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to strength, uh, yeah, yeah. who rolled the stone away? They needed men. But the problem is the men were bang. The men had run away. That was only ladies. And when they looked, they saw that the stone was already rolled away. Wow. But it was very great stone. 
And entering into the sepulchre, this is the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were afraid. And he said unto them, Be not afraid, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He's risen, he's not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Come and see. Oh, but go your way. Tell the disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There he shall see him as he said unto you. Go back to that verse. You see, they must go to a certain place to see God. And this is very important. Go to Galilee. This is now Jerusalem. Galilee is very far. You must take a bus. I think it's a two and a half hour to three hour drive with the bus to Galilee. Go there. You will see God there. You can't just worship God anywhere. Are you all listening? Yes, some of you that's just visiting here and you, you, next week you visit somewhere else. Listen for me, boy. Jullie ding moes as a right, ek en moes maar gaan van kerk tot kerk. I don't know why people have this notion, this mad notion. I can worship God anywhere. You see, your problem is you are a very proud person. Nobody can correct you, nobody can tell you. So you don't want to fix yourself anywhere. Because if the correction is too strong, I say, nee, volgende week gaat ek weer na alle aanakan by sister, sister Jumatala. Die by sister so reya hala. Sê, as hulle slamse, nie hulle was, maar hulle is nou bekeer. Deuteronomy 12 verse 13. Just look, 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 look. Take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that you see. Listen, you can't go offer your offerings in every place. This is the words of the Lord to the people of Moses. Verse 14. But in the place which the Lord shall choose for you, there thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings and there thou shalt do all that I command thee. There's a church that God has chosen for you. And if that church is BMI, then you must bring your burnt offering to BMI. Are you listening? I said, no, God is everywhere. We can see him here, we can see him there. There's a place God has chosen for you. Where God has sent a servant to you. To help you, to develop you, to grow you. And beware if you're not found at that place when the Lord appears. Tell them to go to Galilee. Jesus will meet them there. I know I'm in the place where God wants me to be. The fruit of my ministry shows it clearly. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you, settle down. The lecturer always used to tell us in the class and the teachers, Settle down. Sit down. Receive instruction. Choose the place that God has told you to stay. Amen. And I, I asked a lady the other day. I don't know if she's here. God forbid. <laughs> she was visiting me and I said, uh, Do you like this church? This is a nice church, isn't it? 
She said, yeah, it is nice for young people. And I giggled within myself. He says, yeah, it is nice for young people. You know what the problem is with many people, Pastor Charlie? They can't take anything different to what they are used to. And that's why they killed Jesus. Because he came with something different. This is not how we know things. We don't do this on the Sabbath. We don't do that here. We don't say that you're from David. You know who? So, so when, when, now, what, what happens in Delft is, and what happens in many places, when they see a church like this, they say, churches that we go to, they've never done things, stuff like these people. These people have young people doing hip-hop dances on the stage, and they pray for three hours. We only know praying for 10 minutes. Now, you see something different, then you call it evil. Woe to you. That call good things evil only because it's different. But look at you, look at you. What you have known has brought you to where you are. If I'm you, I'll try something different. If I'm you, I'll try something different. If I'm you, I'll try something different. Because I'm not satisfied with where I am. Hallelujah. At any rate, oh, the time, the time, the time, the time. You can't go to church anywhere. You can't go to church anywhere. Choose the place and settle down. Because there's much development that you need. Much shaping that you need. Much chiseling that you need much rebuke that you need. Okay, number one, three points, I close. Number one, turn around. Who's going to turn around? There's a turnaround victory coming for you. And that first turnaround is the turnaround of Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Have you heard this name before? There's so many stories about this Mary. Some call her prostitute. Some call her the woman with seven devils. Some call her so many bad things. But the one thing we know, and we found it in the text. Go back to the text of Matthew, please, quickly. Uh, sorry, of Mark. Mark chapter 1. Uh, go, go further to the next verse. You'll see now Jesus first appeared to Mary. They went quickly and they fled. They ran. They were afraid. Verse 9. Verse 9, please. Yeah, you see, he appeared. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, who did he appear to, ladies and gentlemen? He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom came seven devils. Hey, I feel the anointing. He had his bishops with him all the time. Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, Matthew, but he appeared to the outcasts. Some writers, some, there's so many of you do biblical research, like I'm a biblical scholar. I, I didn't fall from the tree. You idiots who argue biblical stories, you know nothing, you didn't even pass biblical studies. I have a master's degree from UCT in biblical studies. 
I just don't want to waste my time arguing with idiots. But I have done my studies. So if you read the, the history of Mary, it's all about who was Mary really? And even there's a confusion about the many Marys in the Bible. It's not stuff I need to bore you with. It's only for my own historical uh, database. What you must remember is all four of the Bibles, of the, of, the, of the Gospels, they say one thing of her, despite this, is she a prostitute? Is she, in Mark says, out of her came seven devils. We don't even know what type of devils it was. Maybe it was demons of fear, we don't know. It's not just always that she was a bad in that way. But the one thing that we learn of her was that the awful gospels say she was at the cross. When others ran away, she was there. When they, when they saw blood, when the others, they ran. Mary stood. I Maybe she would have fitted nicely into Leiden and say, Ach, let the mastic candy, I can help you weg for dinner. First to Mary, hallelujah. She became an instrument of honor. And the name is known throughout Mary Magdalene. You will also be named as someone who helped in the ministry, ladies. Take note of this. This is not insignificant. Jesus rose from the dead, the greatest event in Christian cycles, and he appeared to a woman who was an outcast. Hey, what does Mary represent? She represents the becoming important of someone that you might have rejected. I repeat, Mary Magdalene, and her surname wasn't Magdalene, really. I'm just telling you, I told you now I'm a biblical scholar, isn't it? Mary was called Magdalene because she came from the town of Magdala. So they used to call Jesus of Nazareth, you see? He came from Nazareth. Mary, his surname was a Nazareth. And his surname wasn't Christ even. Christ means anointed one. This is for all people who think they want to have a theological debate with me. I will set you on your backside because I have 40 arts that you don't know. You only have 39. There were many times Chorazin was around the Sea of Galilee, Magdala, these places, and she was called Mary because she was from Magdala. Mary Magdalene. I'm teaching. But what does she represent? She represents the becoming important of someone who you have, might have rejected. Because you thought it was Peter, the one with the beard. That's how we see the pictures, isn't it? John, or you saw it was uh, Andrew and his brother James. No, not to any of them, to the one you thought less important. But Jesus chose you. And all the Marys in this church, I want to tell you, people might not have seen you. People might have thought you're just on the background. 
Say, Yapma, you packing chairs, you moving things, but God is saying that He will appear to you. And it is a turnaround. What is the turnaround? You were always there. You're just helping. You're not in front. When they call pastors, you're not there. You're just at the back. But there's a turnaround coming where sacred and holy things will be revealed to you, Mary. Peter is out of the picture. He's gone. And it is your turn now. Your turn is coming. But she also represents the victory of the faithful ones. Amen? Because you read from the story where Jesus helped us, she was always there. She was always there. Not in the title, but always in the background. The Bible says a woman ministered unto him. Then he names them and my name is also there. Faithfulness. Everybody say faithfulness. Mary's name is synonymous with a faithful woman. Faithfulness matters when it really matters. Are you listening? There are many reasons why people can show you they are faithful. Or they behave well. Sometimes they get paid for being here. Or they get paid for doing something. Or maybe they, they, they show faithfulness because they received the title. Are you listening? But the real faithful people is those who got no titles, who get no money, who get no nothing, but they're still here. That's when you see faithful people. Amen? She represents the faithful one and also a faithful woman because not all women are faithful. You generally think of a woman being faithful, but it's not so. There are some women that can't be faithful. I saw many movies and I was surprised to see that some women even have two husbands. Sometimes when women are, when these young girls are working so hard in the church, pastors say, I always wonder, is there no beloved that they are looking for here? That's why maybe they're here every Saturday or here early in the morning. Because it's not always their faithfulness. There are other reasons why they come to show faithfulness. And when the beloved is gone and that friend and that chummy is gone, I say, you some people are here for their families. I'm telling you the truth. I, my father left and my sisters left. I didn't leave. I stayed here. I'm not here for family. I'm talking about real faithfulness represented by Mary Magdalene. Someone who nobody thought would be chosen. God chose her. Reveals to her the resurrected Savior. Because of her faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It takes a little time to know that you are faithful. That's what I'm telling you. Don't visit here and visit there. We can never know your faithfulness until you have planted yourself. Are you listening? Amen. And many people that move they realize I actually made a mistake. You know, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have moved from where I was moving. Because as you sit here today, 
Many people are not faithful. They have what we they are what we call flickering Christians. Are you listening? Flickering people. They are not convinced that this is a good church and this is a good place. Yeah, they are they are moved by something they see on TikTok. I mean, how secure are you if a TikTok video moves you? After all the pastor and the people in the church has done for you, a TikTok video or a YouTube video, or somebody, some, somebody told me the other day, said, uh, these, uh, somebody uh, said something bad about you, and then these two brothers discussed it on, to show you on Facebook, uh, how this thing is said about the church. I said, no, no, no. It's not that they, they, they these brothers were not uh, convinced by the person saying something on Facebook. They were already flickering in their hearts, looking for anything that might, might also make them see, uh, oh, uh, this is what I was looking for. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's like you're not, you're not faithful. So anything you can hear, huh? I said, I can clap. My God, man. What sort the man says, Your children will grow up seeing you. A, a, a person that can't be strong and stable and base. What are you showing the next generation? Take an errands by witty. You can't establish anything. Your children won't grow up into anything. You are part of the problem of this nation. But today God is turning it around for you. Hallelujah. Looking for blasphemies on social media. Yeah, the pastor soek amal geel. Want sy het op TikTok gesien, die pastor maak geel. Nou sê dit so, maar ek maak ook, ek soek ook geel. Mary stood strong. Hulle kan maar sê wat hulle wil van Jesus. Sê Mary. Peter Hartloop. John, uh, uh, Andrew James, they ran away. Hulle kan maar sê, die is a verraier. He can't take himself from the cross. He can't free himself. What type of son of God is he? Mary, wat sê sy? Ek sal staan by hom. Because when I had seven devils, he was the one who freed me from the seven devils. And he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Because of her faithfulness. So lady, don't think that you're not seen. Nobody knows you. Something God is going to reveal to you. If you can be a faithful person. Are you with me? Number two, I'm almost close. I'm almost close. I'm almost close. Number two. There's a turnaround victory for delegated authority. Now listen. Now listen. It's not just that Mary was 
the first one to see the risen Christ. Now she's given an assignment. Mary, go and tell them, I'm alive. Go and tell them. Now come Mary. You know what Peter them said? Hey, where's Jay? You were always in the background, carrying the water, bringing the food. Must we listen to you? Do you know who we are? Do you know in a church, God forbid, we get many pastors because one person can't run the whole church. And then some pastors, their titles shoot to their heads. Are you with me? And then it's almost like, you don't tell me. Do you know how long I've been here? I've got a surprise for this church. I am, I am delegating more and more young people to do the work of the ministry. And if they come to tell you something, then you better obey. Because they were delegated authorities. Sent from me or sent from the Lord himself. You can't decide who you want to listen to. Are you listening to me? There's coming a turnaround. You might think, hi pastor, when am I going to be chosen? It can happen any minute that you will become the delegated authority. Go tell Peter, you have seen me. Go tell him you have seen me. It's a turnaround. Don't worry about sitting at the back. Don't worry if you're never around Pastor Chris. Don't worry about it now. Just stay faithful. Your turnaround is coming. When you will be chosen, glory to God, as a delegated authority. And below and behold, if they don't listen to you. And that's what makes the pastor delegated authority. If you don't listen, you will be dealt with by the higher authority. Yeah. You will be dealt with by the higher authority. It's the same in this church. It's the same. I just work with God. If you want to deal with God, you will have to learn to deal with His delegated authority. Write it down and go study it theologically. If you want to work and deal with God, you must learn to deal with His delegated authority, the one that He sent to you. Because He sent the message. I'm not going myself. Mary! Peter, I sent you. And he better listen. He better listen. Number three, I'm closing. My penultimate point. Because it's Easter, I have to finish. There's a turnaround coming for you. Go to verse 12. Look at this. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked into the country. Yes. Who are these two people? This is on Sunday, the Resurrection Sunday. He appeared to two unnamed people. They are unknown and unnamed. Ha! Ah. Hallelujah. And suddenly, their names are in the Bible. There's no names, but they are talked about. He appeared to Mary, then he appeared to two unknown people. Put it in the other version. Please, quickly, I'm closing. I'm closing. 
Afterward, he appeared in a different form to two of his followers who were walking from Jerusalem into the country. Hallelujah. It's a turnaround for unknown and unnamed people. You could be unknown and unnamed, but the turnaround is coming for you. You'll become somebody important in the kingdom of God. They're going to write about you. They will write about you. They will say, one day when you get to heaven, you see many people that had many churches. But when you see these two, they say, we are the two that Jesus came to walk. You, you didn't know our names now, but I can tell you, we were the two that Jesus appeared to on his road while he was walking. God is choosing unnamed people. And because of the way our church is situated now, there'll be many unnamed people. You'll just hear somebody come to give you some message and say, but who are you? Do you know how long I've been coming to BMI? I don't know you. No, don't say that. God has chosen the unnamed and the unknown people to do His work right here at BMI. Glory to God. Glory to God. Unnamed. You don't always have to be seen. God is going to choose you. Amen. And the last point, I wish I could elaborate more on the other points. I've got so much knowledge, but I'm just closing. I'm just closing. The turnaround for those who are being rebuked. There's a turnaround for those who are being rebuked. Number one, there's a turnaround for Mary Magdalene. There's a turnaround for delegated authority. There's a turnaround for unnamed and unknown people. Easter is all about a turnaround. But my last point is the turnaround for those who are being rebuked. Go to verse 14, please. He appeared to Mary, then he appeared to the unknown. Now look here. Later he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. Are you still here? The delegated authority came to tell them. You know what they said? Is Jay Mary? Is Jay? So he was out there. You were always at the back. You're coming to tell. They didn't believe. And you know what happened in verse 12? 14. Jesus came himself. And the Bible says in the King James Version, he abraded them. He rebuked them. He chastised them. He blasted them. He scolded them. Yalla dangas, yalla. I sent Mary to you. You didn't believe. You know why he abraded them? He abraded them for their disloyalty. He scolded them for their disloyalty. Number one, you abandoned me. Jullie het so gesê, Pastor, ons sal jy nooit begewe of verlaat. We will never leave your side. We will stand by you. And when the first Roman soldier appeared, you spat, you spat, you spat. When I sent Mary to you to tell you that I'm alive, what did you tell her? Ah, rubbish, who are you? 
I will rebuke you and blast you. Abraded, you'll see in the dictionary, it means he scolded them. Jesus appeared and he blasted them. Yeah. With their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him was risen. Hallelujah. Loyalty is not something everybody is able to attain the first time. Listen carefully. This were disloyal followers. But it's not easy to be loyal the first time. Are you with me? And many people here in this church are partially loyal, but not 100% loyal. Morgan was preaching here last week, isn't it? Was preaching powerfully. And then he told us how his mother used to blast him for attending this church. But I saw his mother singing this morning. Arms uplifted and she was... Where is she? Wave to them. She, she, she. She's now part of the church that she... She wasn't loyal in the beginning. But after much rebuke, she has now also become loyal. Clap for Jesus. You will become loyal after your blasting, your scolding, and these things. You see, these were the same disciples, Moses, that the Lord said, now go into all the world and preach the gospel. Six weeks later, after the rebuke, after the blasting, after the scolding, okay, let's get on with the job. Let's get on with the job. The problem with you is, a clean skill, I will say, opak. A little bit of rebuke. You want to pack your bags and go. That's why you can't get on with the job in the ministry. Because you couldn't become fully loyal. You see, most of you are partially loyal. I can tell you. Most of you at some time even thought, I wonder if I mustn't leave this church. They said that. Your neighbor lungs you. Your neighbor. They said that. Some of you even had bad thoughts. I wonder if... I wonder if he's using the money for the building. I wonder if he's... I wonder... I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if they say he's a cult leader. I wonder if it's true. I wonder... I just wonder. He abraded them for their unbelief. He blasted them. And afterwards, when they were fully convinced, he said, okay, guys, let's forget that, no? So get no dine. So was it gescheelne? Trek your mond recht. Trek your gezicht recht. Kom ons gaan open hee. Ons gaan die Here dien. Amen. 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 Have you turned around your ugly comments about me? My God is turning things around for you today. You must be grateful when you get the talking to Many of us are not genuinely loyal, but it's out of ignorance, weakness, and wanting to be popular. Loyalty will cost you friendship and relationship. Are you listening? Your associations are not meaningless. If I see your friends on Facebook, I know that you are not fully 100% loyal to me. 
Just check your connections on Facebook. All of you see who you're connected to. Loyalty demands full persuasion. If you don't know that I'm a man of God, rather take your bags and go. I said to a woman last week, if you don't believe that I'm a good pastor for your children, I think it's best take the children and go to another church. Don't stay here. If you want to stay here, you must be fully persuaded. This pastor is not a thief. This pastor is not a stupid. This pastor is not here to take people to hell. I mean, why? You must be fully persuaded. And then you can be loyal. But if that's not there, if there's always a doubt, if there's always a vuna, a vuna, a vuna, say vuna, Your associations are not meaningless. Your associations. I visit and I copy tea. Van iemand wat die hou van die kekie. Gaat jou uit die kekie ja. I can't help to go back to the loyalty of Mary Magdalene. What is real loyalty? After he was on the cross, Joseph of Arimathea came. He said, let me remove his body. Many people like to show the pastor the nice favors they can do for him. But you know what is true loyalty? And you know what is true honor? If you can do something for someone who can't even see you doing it for him. Jesus was dead. You couldn't see what Joseph did for him. But Joseph did it anyway. He said, you can't throw this man like an animal to the birds. Pilate, let me remove his body. And give him a decent burial. I have a grave where I can lay his body. We we think we know loyalty and honor. Joseph knew it. Loyalty when there's nothing to gain. Mary Magdalene didn't run away. Even the boy John, he was the only one of the men who stayed. And it was to him that God revealed the future of the world. Because if your loyalty is there, God will reveal himself to you. And the last one was only she for us. Pour out of him in 2 Timothy 1.16. 2 Timothy 1.16. He said, the others deserted me. But may the Lord give mercy to the house of Onesiphorus. often refreshed me.
and he was not ashamed of my chains. Put it in the NLT, please, NLT. I like it. I like this. I'm closing. On this Easter Sunday, be it known unto you that Jesus was deserted by his close helpers. But it was a woman in the background of whom many people thought negative. Prostitute, they said. Full of demons, they said. But Jesus appeared to her. Then he used her as a delegated authority. I see you being used as a delegated authority. You will say, I come with a message from the Lord. And if they don't listen, the Lord will come himself to blast them. And if you can stay after the blasting, God is going to use you to take the gospel to the whole world. May the Lord show you kindness. May you not run away at the time of the crisis. May the Lord show kindness to the house of Onesiphorus. And all his family. Because he often visited me and encouraged me. The others ran away from me. But this one, he was never ashamed of me. Even when I was with my chains. There's a turnaround coming for all of you today. God knows you. The people might not recognize you in this church, but God has seen you. And God is going to use you. But you can't just run away and be all over. Be like Mary. Stay close. Follow to the very end. And even in the heart of the dark crisis, don't go away. Stay by the cross. Stay by the foot of the cross. And it will be said of you, Onesiphorus, he didn't desert me. When others ran away. May the Lord bless now the house of Onesiphorus and all his family. Because he often refreshed me in my chains. He often refreshed me in my chains. Stand to your feet. I know my God will turn things around. Turn around Sunday. My God will turn it around. There are so many, many, many times in my life that I have seen God turn it around. That lady come to Brenda, come stand here. That girl come to me.
Lift your hands, people. Don't look around, don't walk around. Settle, softly settle, change. Change, give me a softer key, softer tune. The Lord says the unknown will be chosen. The unnamed and the unknown on this Easter Sunday. Nobody knows your name. Nobody even knows you'll play a pivotal role in this church and in the work of God. But Jesus will appear next to you on the road. And He will choose you. Those who you think will be the chosen ones, you'll be surprised. And He appeared first unto Mary. First unto Mary, Magdalene. Your loyalty is in question today, my friend. Are you loyal? Are you faithful? Are you going to miss the beautiful and great things of God because you can't be loyal and faithful? I pray for all those that are like Onesiphorus who stood by me and was not ashamed. May the Lord not just bless you, may the Lord bless your families. May the Lord bless your families. May the Lord bless your families. The Lord will open doors for your children and you will wonder why. It's the prayer of Paul. God bless. God bless Onesiphorus. He even, he even came to look for me when I was in prison. May his family be blessed. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.